Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible. And as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. to talk to everybody today after that wonderful song that nothing is impossible with God and that is our theme throughout these podcasts. Everything that we're going to talk today about will be related to our temple, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial a part that God will look after. On page four of your notes, and I hope you've got your notes, it's you don't, you can get them from our webpage. At the top of page four, for I know the thoughts, which means purpose, that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. Peace means shalom, happy, healthy, prosperity. I love that. Friendly and not of evil. And to give you a future hope. When we do this, here is the promise of God. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, Jeremiah 29. As God's temple, his biggest desire for us is to trust him. I really encourage you to get the notes and to follow through, because what I'm going to share with you today, I think, is life-changing. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 3, and this is on page 4 of the notes. So Ruth is going to read uh, the commands, and then I will give a short teaching on each one. So, honey, we're going to begin with verses 1 to 2, which has two commands and three blessings. 
My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So Solomon here begins by saying, my son, passing it on to others. And, and that's what we're doing. So there's a, two commands here. The first command is, forget not God's word, which is precept or, or a statue. And the importance of this, uh, this is where life really begins, not to forget God's word. But I want to give you just a little bit of teaching on, on this principle. John chapter 15, verse 7 says this, if, and by the way, there's 1,600 ifs in the Bible. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Remember last week, God appeared in the temple with his glory. He can appear in our temple with his glory. But the word words in this particular verse, there's two meanings to the word words. One is the word logos, which means written. The other one is the word rima, which means revealed. Now, God's word has been revealed to me in a massive way. And the word uh, here is the word remus. So that's the importance of God's word when it becomes revealed to you and you act upon it. The second command is to keep my commandments. First Samuel 15, Paul didn't, and you know what happened. A very, very quick story, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who some of you probably are aware of, great preacher of the word, and he preached the word strong, strong, strong. The media in Wales credited his strong preaching of the word of God to keep con communism out of Wales, which was the first country that the communists wanted to conquer. I found that fascinating. So the blessings, if you follow the commands one and two, blessing number one, length of days, which means life worth living. That's pretty good. Number two, long life. I like that one. Number three, the third blessing is Peace, again, which means shalom, harmony, tranquility, prosperity. Pretty good. Verses 3 to 4, there's three commands and two blessings. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So the three commands uh, here are, um, let not mercy and truth leave you, which means loving kindness. The concept of binding them around uh, your neck, which we have talked about uh, earlier. And number three, to write them on your heart, and only the Holy Spirit can do this. Colossians 3, 1 to, uh, 1 to 17. For example, here's, here's a good one. First uh, Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 7. Uh, and when you read this, it says, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, as to the weaker vessel, that means physically, as we being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may, may not be hindered. The word hindered men means cut off. So when I uh, look at that command, uh, I have to remember that all the time. It's very, very important. I remember uh, another time when uh, I was reading the Word of God and uh, read um, uh, a comment uh, the, in Proverbs somewhere that 
A soft answer turns away wrath. So I'm out for a run, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm out for a run the next day and with my dog and I came across this man and he was angry and yelling at me and swearing at me, stupid guy, get your dog out of the way, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, soft answer turns away rough. I said, I'm sorry, sir. The next day I'm out, he sees me again and he comes up to me, he says, you know, you're a very nice man. That's kind of writing something on your heart. So the blessings, if you follow those two commands, are number one, you find favor with God. That's pretty good. Number two, you have good understanding with God and man. That's what happened to me with my dog story. Verses five to six, there's three commands. One blessing. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Those are my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Read them again. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all, I like that, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Well, the three commands there, trust in the Lord. Abraham did that. Noah did that. You can imagine building an ark when it had never rained. And it took him all those years to do it. He trusted the Lord. You and I have to decide how we're going to trust the Lord. Number two, lean, which means rest, not on yourself. That's a relief to me. And number three, in all your ways, not some of your ways, acknowledge God, which means to declare be diligent. The blessings, if we do that, he will direct or make right prosperous, straight your paths. God will make it right for you. That's pretty powerful, a pretty powerful blessing. Verses seven to eight, there are three commands and two blessings. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Do not be wise or skillful or artful in your own eyes. That's pride. Number two, second command, fear the Lord. That means to reverence the Lord. Not be afraid of him, but, but to reverence him. Number three, depart from evil. That means repentance. Remember, the first sermon of John the Baptist was repentance. The first sermon of Jesus Christ was repentance. The, third, the first sermon of the apostle Peter in the church was repentance. We need to consider repentance today. The blessing uh, would be, uh, this, this is incredible. So when you follow the three commands in those verses that Ruth just read, the first blessing is, it's going to be health to your navel. The navel is a symbol of nourishment, the mother to the unborn child. And this is what God's word is to us physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, Navel is what feeds the child, and the Word of God is what feeds us. When we go to page six at the top, the second blessing is marrow to your bones. Marrow keeps the bones moist and contains stem cells that carry oxygen to your body. That's physical health. Verses nine to ten, Ruth, two commands, two blessings. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So the first command is to honor the Lord with your substance. 
This is a reference to a material giving, financial giving. And the second command is first fruits. The first uh, fruit is the part of any increase. The more you make, the more we should give. And I know that's tough today with the situation. That's a real challenge for us. I'm going to be honest and, and say to you that's a real uh, challenge for us in the situation that we find ourselves. So I'm being very, very honest. The blessings, though, and remember the blessings here. Number one, this is on page six, your barns will be full. Keep in mind that agriculture was the main industry of Solomon's day. Number two, the production of wine will increase. In the days of Solomon, wine was the symbol of blessing and intimate love, song of Solomon, but love is better than wine. Wine is used in the Bible both in a positive and in a negative content. Verses 11 to 12, two commands, one blessing. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. I just want to go back to the last uh, <clears throat> verse mentioned in Malachi 3.10, where God says that if we give to him, he'll open up the windows of heaven. Well, the, the word window is the same word that was used when God opened the windows and flooded the earth for 40 days. So I found that the fact that it's the same word, you can come to your own conclusions on that. So in verses 11 to 12, the two commands are, number one, despise not God's chastening. Do not shrink from God's instruction or discipline because he loves you. And of course, Job talks a lot about that. Number two command is do not become weary, anxious, or distressed. I have to watch that one. Of his correction, which means his reasoning or his rebuke. The blessings, if you obey those two commands, are correction from the Lord is a blessing because, again, he loves us as parents love their children. To ask God not to correct would be to ask him not to love us, and we as parents understand that. Verses 13 to 18, Ruth will now read. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Well, verses 13 to 18, it's just, it's really quite incredible. Uh, <clears throat> when we learn to accept correction from the Lord, that seek true happiness because this is the way God intended us to live. And there's some more Bible verses there for you to read. If you go to page seven on your notes, happy is the man or woman who Ruth just read about, who number one, finds wisdom, number two, finds understanding, and number and three, why wisdom and understanding are better than. 
So wisdom and understanding are better than silver, rubies, gold, any other material thing. I'm reminded of the story of, a story of Paul Getty, who at one time was the richest man in the world, and here is what he said at his death. I would gladly give away all of my money, including all my millions, if I could have found one happy marriage. He was married five times. So there are six blessings of wisdom and understanding. Number one is length of days. I like that one. Riches and honor. There's nothing wrong with riches or money. It's the love of riches where the problem is. Pleasantness, peace. There again, that word shalom keeps coming up. Completeness, health. Tree of life, which is eternal life. In ancient times, trees were a symbol of physical and spiritual health. And of course, in the Bible, that's a reference to our eternal life and then happiness. Verses 19 to 21, Ruth. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken down, broken up, excuse me, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Wisdom keeps coming up again and again, and we're going to be dealing with it in greater detail in future podcasts. But King Solomon requested wisdom more than anything else, and we all know that God gave it to him. Ruth, if you could read verses 21 again to 24. My son, let, them, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Two commands here, do not depart from sound wisdom. Number three, keep discretion, which means your intent, and a plan, Proverbs 1, 4, the importance of making a plan. So when we do that, we seek God, and then we make our plan. Here are the blessings. Life unto your soul. Number two, this is on page eight. Grace to your neck. Grace is favor with God. Walk in safety. Shall not stumble, which means you won't be defeated. Isn't this incredible? Number five, not afraid to lie down. Sleep will be sweet. I sleep eight to nine hours a night. Uh, only waking up once, maybe twice, uh, and uh, even though all the challenges we face today, because God's word is true. Verses 25 to 26, we're almost done here. Two commands, two blessings. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. So the commands here are number one, do not be fearful. Uh, number two, do not worry. Now, worry is a sin. I encourage you to read Matthew 6, 24 to 34. This has been my, my, big, my big sin. And, and I never really thought about worry as a sin until I read this and then read Matthew 6. So repentance is important. I find myself when I worry, what the first thing I do is repent. And then, uh, then I realized that, no, I have to trust God. 
And the commands and blessings in this chapter are certainly so, so important. So the blessings when we are not fearful and we do not worry. Number one, blessing is the Lord is our confidence, which is our hope. I love that. Number two, the Lord will keep you, watch over you. So the Lord's watching over me. And I, I love that. Verses 27 to 35, the end of the chapter, six commands, four, bless, uh, four blessings, page nine. This would be quite a chapter to memorize, Barry. So, For sure. Yes, verse 27 says, Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwells securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the proward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. You see, what we've learned here is that our body is now the temple. And these maintenance principles that Solomon, in his wisdom, has given us can be life-changing and see us through all kinds of difficulty. And it just changes... It has just changed my whole perspective to, to life. So the commands are here uh, that Ruth has just read. Number one, when you treat your body as God's temple. Number one, then do not withhold from others if you can pay them now. And that includes taxes. I, I don't like paying taxes, but I pay them because that's what God says to do. Number two, do not say no to a neighbor if you can help. Ruth's really good at that. Number three, do not contrive anything evil against anyone. Number four, do not strive or defend against another person without cause, Romans 12, 18. Number five, do not be envious or jealous of others. That's very easy to do today. The Amplified Bible puts it very strongly, and it says, the person who has departed from the Lord is detestable to the Lord because God cannot tolerate sin. But his secret counsel is with those who follow him. But remember, God is a God of love and is always willing to forgive and will forgive our sins and cast them away as far as the east is from the west. And when you travel east, you're never going to go west. That's a great, great verse. Read Psalm 25, which is a prayer for guidance and protection. So the blessings then to wrap up this uh, incredible chapter. Number one. God blesses the home of the just. Number two, God gives grace to the lowly, James 4, 6. Number three, the wise shall inherit glory. There we get back to the concept of glory. In the Old Testament, glory fills our, uh, our temple, which is a great thought. Number four, his secrets are with the righteous. This, these are an incredible group of commands and blessings that are given to us, especially when we understand that our bodies are the temple of the living God. I hope you have enjoyed these. I encourage you again to get the notes, to read them, to apply them, to obey them, to expect God's blessing. 
and we're going to close again with the song God Bless America. I know it's an American song for our Canadian friends, but we are part of the North American continent, and we need God's blessing on our society today for all kinds of reasons. So God bless. Next week we will be on another the, the third one, third uh, podcast series, which talk about how do we live today, hope. God bless. joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.